We take a single episode of a science fiction TV series and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. This is the Fusion Patrol Podcast. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm Simon. And tonight we're looking at the two-part Series 10 Doctor Who finale, World Enough in Time, and The Doctor Falls. Now, um, listeners may know that I was out of town uh, during the kind of intervening week where these two episodes uh, were on, and Ben and I were going to discuss um, the two episodes together as one episode, uh, just based on how it looked uh, to be a, a nice, tightly integrated story. And a couple things have changed sort of since then. One, I've seen the episodes and thought, actually, we probably should talk about them a little bit separately. And two, uh, Simon, is, <laughs> Simon is joining me today um, to, uh, to talk over the episodes. So uh, not, not formally two episodes, but we'll just kind of uh, talk about the first part and, uh, and then we'll recap and talk about the second part. So um, uh, let's, uh, let's go. World Enough in Time. The Doctor takes Missy for a trial run to see if she can change and become good by answering a distress call with Bill and Nardole as her companions. The distress situation rapidly becomes more dangerous than anticipated, and Bill is killed. Her body is taken away by the eerie hospital patients to be repaired. The ship is trapped by a black hole, and the top and the bottom operate at different rates of time. At the top, the Doctor, Nardole, and Missy are moving slowly, but at the bottom, where Bill is, time is moving faster. She is repaired with a mechanical heart, befriended by the comical Mr. Razor, and terrified by the mysterious operations being performed on the special patients, an operation which will eventually be performed on everyone so that they can be strong and survive. She spends ten years at the bottom of a spaceship as the Doctor and the others make their way down slowly. Razor betrays Bill and sends her for total conversion. When Missy arrives, Razor reveals himself to be the Master in disguise. The Master, Missy, and now the totally converted Cyberman that was once Bill Potts confront the Doctor. So, what did you think of the first part of this story? And I haven't read well, your review. I know you wrote one, but I haven't read it. Okay, well, so, the, I mean, the, the sort of context for this is that I am not, generally speaking, a fan of the, the season finales that, that kind of try to be a bit epic. I, I like the small stories. I like the, the thin ices and the oxygens where there's nothing really that the story needs to do to get you anywhere and so you can just you can just enjoy the journey mm-hmm. and this obviously we knew we're going to get Mondasian cybermen back in we're going to get john sim back in um and added to which it's the culmination of the 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 missy story arc which gives it a hell of a lot to do already then we get a spaceship that is in a uh a, it, on the edge of a black hole in a situation where there's a uh time dilation over the 400 miles that uh, means that the well it's just and and then you get this structure full of flashbacks um that makes it extraordinarily complicated are they flashbacks or flash forwards too they're both well there's like the regeneration at the beginning and so it's both sure sure which which then appears to be a regeneration 
Uh, it appears to be a flash-forward into the Christmas special, which makes me think, oh, my God, this is a three-parter, not a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought this episode was absolutely amazing um, in the way that it creates just this sort of uh, this sense of, of time. Uh, I mean, we, we, we later discover this is 10 years for Bill, um, that she's she's down there on the is it the top or the bottom I forget which she's way the up bottom. the spaceship she's, she's the bottom of the spaceship um, and and there's room in the episode for 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 these kind of incredibly spooky scenes of her just sort of um, wending her way with her drip through these the, through these wards full of the spooky patients and my God the Mondasian Cybermen are absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and oh, John Sim is is and I I I, ha- I hate to uh, to own up to this, but I didn't clock that it was John Sim until the scene where he pulls the gun on Missy. Huh. I just I I thought it was just a brilliant performance of of, of whoever it was. Um, I think so. Yeah, I clocked on it about the time he took her with the mask to the the operating theater and yes. and it was not because of anything in the story it was just my brain finally hit and said you know wait a minute <laughs> it's like but the, but the, the master bad, always bad. does this and 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 then suddenly it, it it kind of came through but it wasn't anything that the story did that tipped it away uh, until that point, so yeah, it was. Well, au contraire, the, sto- the story has been fooling your brain for. I mean, it, that that's quite a feat, I think, to to sort of trick someone like you with with your kind of knowledge of the master and and um, your expectations, because obviously we all knew it was John Sim, uh, and yet we knew it was coming. Scene, yeah, seen very close to the end. Okay, now um, I will say, extraordinary. To be fair. Um, the circumstances worked a little bit in my favor, and we were a little bit slow getting off to the mountains. So I managed to download the episode before I left. And so I watched it sitting in basically a pitch black uh, outdoors on an iPad uh, at, a, at a picnic bench at night uh, that night. And so it was very dark. My iPad was dark. The episode is dark. It was dark. I mean, there's there's no lights or anything like that where we were. So um, I, I may never have gotten a particularly good look at Mr. Razor. Um, and I was so taken by his homage performance to a character named Zathras in Babylon 5. Not a major character, <laughs> just, but a character who just pops up once in a while in the series, who is this, yes, um, Zathras has talked to you or do uh, strange things. And he has this just kind of delivery. And, and the second I heard it, my mind just went, oh, Zathras. And I, that may have helped keep me fooled throughout the episode. In fact, the makeup is kind of similar. Um, so. but, uh, but it, I mean, it, Sim went, uh, the scenes where he, where he takes Bill to look at the exterior of the hospital are filmed outside uh-huh. and so there were there were public view and obviously there are Mondasian Cybermen around and everyone's looking at, at Bill and the Cybermen and apparently no one recognised that it was John Sim filming. Even even on TV I didn't I you know, looking at his face is like, okay, if I know it's him, I can hear the timber of his voice in the in the performance, but no, I didn't get it. 
I didn't get it. Um, you know, and even the good view, it's like the makeup is enough that you can see it's him. If you know it's him, it's not. You know, when he pulls off the rubber mask, yes, it's a rubber mask, but it's really not. That was John Sim in makeup doing the part. So, yeah, no, it was, it was exceptionally well done, and I appreciate it. And and I like the fact that he actually got to play a part. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and 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 they kind of nod to it because he asks his future self, "Do you still like disguises?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a bit, you know, it's a bit Castrovalva too, because in Castrovalva he spent a long time waiting for the Doctor to fall into his trap. Yeah, which you know does show a certain compulsive obsession there, um, but uh, but it's the Master. Yeah. Yeah, and we perhaps can talk about that at some point later as as to whether or not even back to Castrovolva that makes sense. Wouldn't is that his dying obsession in the universe to destroy the Doctor, or is it to go out and burn planets and things? So, uh, anyway, um, the you're right. The the Mondasian Cyberman, uh, even though it is obviously a very old 1960s cheap design. And I think they were very true to it. Is still, it, it's it's chilling, and the patience with the pain, pain, and you know, oh, we'll just solve yeah, the problem yeah. by turning the voice off. Um, it is such a, <laughs> it, it's such a. Uh, the doctor kind of mentions it later on about listening to the read the comments and uh, cyberspace cybermen. Uh, but here it is too. It's like you have a problem. The answer is not to turn it off. It, it's it's a or to, to stop listening. They, you need to do something else. And I mean that's the whole metaphor for for the problem with the Cybermen and 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 what they have become is that eh, quick fix kind of thing almost. Like, turn the sound off. So and even when they put the the helmet on her they say have you solved the problem with the pain well no we haven't solved the problem with the pain but you won't care yes um and 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 it's 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 just because this is this is not the first genesis of the the cybermen by story that that we've had um but it's so i mean this is the thing it is it, it, it's another thing to fit into the episode because it's not just re- bringing back the Mondasian Cybermen, it's telling another version of that genesis. And it's far and away the best, in my opinion. It's just so horrific. And it brings... Because when we discussed the Tenth Planet, um, I think we both liked the, the, the sort of concept that's there, which is this original concept of the Cybermen who did this to themselves in order to survive in hostile conditions. But the realization of it in in that story was lacking, and 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 the kind of attention to that central idea was, was kind of minimal because they were concerned with kind of telling a bit of a a, a a bit of a kind of separate adventure story. Whereas here, it here it is, it is even though it, even though it's a kind of master story with the two masters, that it, that is front and center what this is about. It's it's this the the Cybermen being a product of a, a, a kind of desperate foolhardy um but ultimately how can you feel anything but pity for for them okay so is it in in i'm kind of a little jumping into the next episode but the master was apparently pulling the strings on this planet for a while at some point or on this colony ship 
So did the evolution of the Cybermen to become strong, was that was that organic, or did he plant that or manipulate it so that that happened? Does it cheapen the horror of that they did it to themselves when you have a, an outside entity that may have shaped that? Because that, that was one of my concerns about this episode is that we, we have yet another kind of origin of the, the Cybermen here. It's similar, but not quite what we thought it was. Um, but it, it well, may be interfered with. I, t- to be honest, that didn't bother me at all because, um, I mean, we get, again, jumping ahead to the Dr. Falls, he, he, he refers to the fact that this happens everywhere, Mondas, Telos, Earth, etc., etc. And even before I'd heard that, last week, you know, writing the post, I was thinking about, hang on a minute, have we overwritten spare parts here? Because we're we're actually seeing the origins of the Cybermen and are are they who we see on the, on the 10th planet? And actually thinking about it, that doesn't really make sense because how did they end up on, uh, back on, back on Mondas? And so I, I the prefer ship to must sit, have gotten there somehow to finally. where to Mondas, but mo- the colony ship was leaving Mondas. That's the, that no. was the point. No, 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 no. The colony ship was heading to Mondas. They bought the ship and it was being delivered to Mondas so they could fill up with colonists. Yeah. Uh, yes. Sorry. I mean, so, the colony ship was for the Mondasians to leave Mondas. Would, would it get? Would it get to Mondas eventually? I, I'm not sure that matters because I think the the point is that you've got you've got a race who are already in trouble, and they know it, and so they're looking for ways to get out of their predicament. The way we know about the the kind of tenth planet backstory filled in through spare parts, etc., is that they did this this thing to, to to themselves, to their bodies, in order to survive on Mondas itself. But why why a colony ship then? Well, my kind of inference from that is this is another strategy for saving themselves from their dying planet, which is that they're going to try and take their population off there. But presumably, at the point at which uh, you know they've they've they they've put the skeleton crew on the colony ship, you already have people who know about the other survival strand. They know about the the cyber technology, etc. And and so, even though it's happening in, in it ends up happening in parallel, it has a, a common origin, which is that it it's it comes from the the science research that has been going on on Mondas and you have the scientists who are still on Mondas and you have the scientists who are on the, the colony ship. That's, that's my kind of hmm. reconciliation. E- even of though it. it's been now, like it, a thousand years from the time that the crew went down to the lower parts of the ship and evolved up a whole new, I mean, it took them a, an awfully long it, time. It, yeah, but we don't know. We don't, we don't know how long it's taken on Mondas either. We don't have precise timescales for this. I, I'm but just the, thinking the, you I know, mean, the, no. the the fact that it's taken place over a long time suggests, because what I'm thinking is, if you accept that kind of parallel development hypothesis, this was going to happen anyway, whatever the master did. If it took a thousand years, surely that's even further evidence that it's not because the master's accelerated it. Hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, it it just it does it does bug me in my continuity mind. Um. Well. 
slightly jumping ahead for the next instance where we hit the 10th planet again. Um, and Mondasi and Cybermen are presumably invading Earth, or it looks to be what's happening at the Christmas special. But, uh, or at least at the beginning of the Christmas special. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. It just, it just feels, you know, the ship they managed those, to, yeah. Those are the, those are the Mondasi and Cybermen from Mondas. These are not, they're, Okay, if you want to jump ahead, the proof that these are not the Cybermen that we see in the Tenth Planet is that we have the... Because however many uh, further years pass during the course of the Doctor Falls on the on the Cybermen deck, yeah. you get the evolution and you get the, the, the new series Cybermen appearing. And clearly we don't get them in the Tenth Planet. So, so, so we've gone past the point where this could lead into the Tenth Planet. Right. All of that just sort of is, yeah, it just sort of troubling to me. But all right, we, we can we can let it stand. They're they're creating a new origin for the Cybermen here, possibly a different new origin for the Cybermen, possibly a parallel new origin to the Cybermen. Um, it's explicitly a parallel one because of the comment from the Doctor in in the Doctor Falls. And he said he said he says that. The development of the Cybermen happens wherever there are humans, like smartphones and Donald Trump. Yeah, and and sewage, I believe. Yeah, some things are just... <laughs> yeah. I believe yes. sewage was the third one there. Smartphones, sewage, and yes. Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, In descending order. But... <clears throat> All right. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just disturbed by the parallel development being that precise. I don't have any problem with parallel development. I mean, the Cybermen on Telos don't look anything like Cybermen that were on Mondas. And I guess we could argue that they are the... But these it's are always been assumed that it was the next step. But, well, throughout, throughout uh, Doctor Who, the series, it has, been, it has been stated that the Cybermen moved to Telos after Mondas was destroyed. Not parallel development. They were their other home and so yes. it's always been this sort of like well then the then the tomb of the cybermen cybermen are a newer model and the uh invasion cybermen are yet another newer model and the earth shock are yet another newer model and it's when we get to the new seer and the silver nemesis one of the shiny newer model and then when, <laughs> and then when we get to to uh rise of the cybermen that is the first parallel that's a parallel that that's is a parallel definitely a parallel development yes and so now but maybe maybe this is parallel is perhaps the wrong concept thinking but think about forking software at some point the, the two, two groups of people who have been working on something go different ways because the this is not the, this is not a separate bunch of people this is this is why you would not expect it to be completely different these are made by mondasians Hmm. Well, I, you know, I, I again, it, it's um, taken in the context of the episode, the first part of the episode. It's uh, a plausible reason where Mondasi and Cybermen came from, and so I'll I'll take it. And it's creepy, and it's genuinely creepy. Whereas the Lumic Cybermen is horrific with all its saws and blades and whiz bang. Uh, equipment, but it's nothing like this. This this horror. Yeah, that is. I, 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 I'm not sure it is that 
I find it that horrific. I find it a bit. It. I mean, it's clearly intended to be horrific. Well, horrific in the in this sort of chainsaw murderer horrific way. Perhaps yeah. not psychologically, but, <clears throat> but but slightly comically OTT. Yeah, a bit that too. A bit that too. This this doesn't have that. Whereas this it. is dark. Yeah, I will I will go along with that. This is dark. So is there a is there an anagram in Mister Razor? Uh, no, <laughs> which I I thought I thought when I you know when the reveal came and thought oh Mister Razor I should have got that and then I thought hang on a minute it's not but it sounds like it should be it sounds like it should be but he's also used things like Professor Thescalus and and other th- variations on Master I just couldn't think Dominus. of anything couldn't think of anything that um, this could be and yet it feels like it should be especially after they went to all that trouble with Mister Saxon. Yes. Uh, no, I'm, st- I'm still not sure whether he, he actually is master number six. But it's a difficult one to count. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it, it's the sixth one on screen. I think we can count that, right? Well, it, it, well it, but how, who, who are you counting? I mean, not to, get, not to reopen this particular can of worms, but are you, are you counting... Um, oh, God, I've forgotten one of them. Who's, in, who's the deadly assassin one? Um, let's see. Peter Pratt is... Uh, Pratt, yeah, you've got Pratt beavers and tipple yeah are they uh and 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 so are pratt and beavers Roberts. the same uh, yeah but is t- is tipple the same as as the ainley master and sure does ainley so. count because he's just it's just uh he's, he's in another body it's not a regenerate anyway right <clears throat> right you can count it however you want if you want to end up with six i'm sure there's a way of doing it which and then the question is is it is it really the master picking his names to be anagrams because um or is that just a clever thing for the audience and i think it's just for the audience in that case because if we look at uh, time flight uh, the the character's name did not was not an anagram the actor's name was an anagram of anthony ainley yes to, to hide the reveal they um they scrambled yes. his name yes which is i think where it became started the whole anagram thing um, anyway, uh, let's see. What else have I got? Anything here on this? Um, that's. I think the big the big thing for me um, in, I mean, we talked about this this particular episode being dark, and also the fact that um, it it has it has this structure which gives it all this space to be spooky. But it, it's really clever the way it, it does actually jump back and forth to bring in some humor to 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 the to the kind of well not to not to pussyfoot around it but bill being shot mm-hmm. which is kind of pretty horrifying it also gives you this wonderful opportunity to go back uh, for both bill bill to express how frightened she is of the master and mm-hmm. the doctor then has to explain why he's right. doing what he's doing and 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 this uh, this extraordinary statement. She's the only she's the only person I've ever met who is even remotely like me. And and the pact they had to see all the the stars. I, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Nice. I love that stuff. And 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 I also, you know, you kind of got got the the love hate relationship. Even when they're they're sort of standing together as Missy goes out on her first expedition. Um, and, and she has that line, if someone kills you and it's not me, we'll both be disappointed. 
and it and it that just so encapsulates their relationship. It's lovely. I, I'm going to say that I do. Uh, uh, that is very nice, and also there are several things in these two episodes from Bill that I really appreciate the thought that they finally put into the the characterization of a companion. Um, will you will you keep me alive? I can't promise that. Yeah. For the first time ever, <laughs> the doctor, you know, the, the companion is, is not just, you know, is, is brought to the point where they understand that this is a dangerous game and that, and it always does seem like a game, but the doctor can't promise that. And, you know, I mean, you guys die, pop like balloons, as he said. Yeah. Yes. So yes. she doesn't. You know, she then turns that to a, an actual question because that's a stupid question. It, it is a stupid question. Will you make sure I don't die? Nobody can do that. No one at all, not even the doctor. And and it is a silly question. So she rephrases it the correct way. Will you do everything you can or will you will you try to keep me alive? That he can promise, right? Yeah, and, 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 yeah. So, I mean, of, of course he will. And the breathtaking thing about that conversation is watching it when you know what ha- what happens to her, what is right. about to happen to her as a result of her basically doing the doctor a favor because she doesn't have to do this. Right. It's the doctor who has this. He he has this. And, and, it, and it's not his fault. It's not his fault. But he has this caged animal, essentially, who is dangerous and who you know he's putting bill in the cage with her mm-hmm. and bill goes along with it knowing that she might get killed and we see her going along with it knowing that she has been killed yeah and i will just jump slightly ahead while we're on the subject of bill having very very profound companion lines and the other one was you told me telling the doctor that you said you could fix this. And the doctor goes, yes, I did. <sighs> Were you lying? No. no. Were you mistaken? Which is, again, you know... Um, yeah, she says, were you yes, right? Yes, I was. Or were you right? And I said, no. And she said, no. So that, again, that uh, there's that sort of absolute yeah. faith in the doctor. And I absolutely believe the doctor would do everything he possibly can to make it right. But he makes mistakes. And, and the fact that, that they have tweaked bill into a character that is that frankly you know it it the other companions we've had have been a little bit um unrealistic in their expectations with the doctor yeah. and so here we have that um we have that and and it only minorly um minorly kind of irritated when they did the the reverse where she complained that the doctor left her waiting for 10 years when she fully knew that the doctor did not leave her waiting 10 years he left her waiting you know 10 minutes or whatever it was he physically sure, impossible the, it, for him yeah, to have but any it, less than but, 10 years yeah but it's an emotional it's an emotional she, that she's not she's not blaming him she's angry uh, it's 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 like in i love how many callbacks you can just find that you know a second ago i didn't think of and then it goes back straight to thin ice mm. where they have that bust up. And then five minutes later, she's like, yeah, okay. I've thought about what you said. Mm-hmm. You, you know that she, you know that she will. It's, it's the honesty between them that I love. And that, that 
exchange that you mentioned is just wonderful but also there's the there's the, there's again jumping ahead into the doctor falls but that but i mean it's the scene you're talking about where she says you you left me for 10 years it's where he kind of he, he he shuffles or limps into the into the barn mm-hmm. chewing on his jelly baby and has to go about telling her that she's a cyberman mm-hmm. when she doesn't realize it and you know you can't sugarcoat that it's Oh, he didn't offer her a jelly baby. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> Cybermen <laughs> eat jelly babies. Mm. So, to, looking at the first uh, the first episode, um, try to focus on that for just a little bit longer. And do you have anything else specifically about it? Um, there will probably be other things that I remember, okay, but uh, I, th- I think I think I mean I think broadly speaking that covers it, covers it, which is that it's it's a it's a kind of it's a build up episode, which you know when you have these epic two parters, they are often the better episode. And I'm thinking of things like uh, the Stolen Earth, in which almost nothing happens, but it's but it's really good at, at sort of ratcheting up the tension under the lake. Or, or, yeah, or the big the Big Bang, where where um, you know you you do get you you spend a lot of time just in the empty corridors of a spooky museum um, before you know before things really k- kick off. Actually, I've got that the wrong way around, isn't it? The big Bang's the other one. Yeah. Um, but it, but it, but anyway, you know, it it it's 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 that half where it has it has the space to breathe, um, and yet. Uh, you know, some fairly epic things happen by the end of the episode. You've got Bill. Bill's been converted. The master has has done this terrible thing. It, you've got the second master there, and it appears to have of of uh, you, you know what, what, will, what to the... yeah what will happen to her? What will happen? What will the doctor think of Missy? And what will the what will Missy think of her? Um, rehabilitation project when all this is sunk in. Mm. I will I will throw one thing out that bugged me the first time I saw it. It bugged me the second time I saw it. It was the stupid science stick moment, and that was the picture, the can that that Mister Razor shows to her. You know, top the bottom. We see that yeah. can. We start the episode off with the back end of a spaceship firing its engines. Yeah, and then we follow all the way up to the top. The top being the part pointing yeah. at the black hole. Yeah, and at some point they say the engines are in reverse. Yeah, when clearly they are burning hard towards the black hole. <laughs> they're not pointing well, backwards. Yeah. They're pointing it. They're pointing that ship straight at the black hole. And I, I how, how 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 do you- but how do you turn engines like that into reverse? I mean, they're I think not. You flip a ship. It, it, it would work if they're propellers, or if they had engines on both sides. You mean and engines thrusters at the front yeah. of the ship? Front, yeah. yeah. Or they yeah. just written the story with the bridge at the back, or yeah, except know, no, just it, turn it the other. It's the, turn it the other way the, to the, the black right, hole, and it would have been. It's fine. the right way round for the time dilation to work. You just have to accept that those mm-hmm. engines are sucking, not blowing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one. I just say that the whole ship um, absolutely reminded me of Red Dwarf. It was so like those kind of opening shots, uh, you know, in the in the uh, first couple of series where you have Rimmer cleaning the outside of the ship, and then you then you pull back to see how huge it is. Yeah, 
Poss- yeah. possibly not an intentional reference, but I, I enjoyed it nonetheless. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. All right. Well, then let's take a look. Uh, move on to the Doctor Falls recap. The Doctor is overcome by the Masters, but before he's knocked unconscious, he reprograms the Cybermen to define humans as having two hearts. The Cybermen are coming for the three Time Lords. Missy and Bill help the Doctor escape to another level of the ship, floor 507, but the Doctor is grievously injured by a Cyberman. On 507, the farmers are living in fear of the coming Cybermen, so the Doctor plans a defense. It's a suicide defense. He and Bill will stay and die to help the children get away. The Doctor blows up the Cyberman and himself and dies. Bill somehow survives the blast that kills all the other Cybermen, including the more advanced ones, uh, and weeps over the dead Doctor. Wet Heather shows up and does some magical BS, saving Bill from her cyber fate. They leave the dead Doctor to rest in peace in his TARDIS and leave, but, but not before Wet Bill cries on him. Uh, he awakes and starts to regenerate, but then he refuses, because he's tired of changing, and the TARDIS takes him somewhere where he meets the first Doctor. <clears throat> you, you might be able to tell from the recap, I did not like the second part of this story. I thought it was terrible. I, I, was, I was getting a sense of that. <laughs> so it was just absolutely terrible. <laughs> like at every level, I could not like that story. <laughs> anyway, so what do you think? Um, there were three things in this that disappointed me, and and they all occurred in and and they kind of came out of they weren't things that I was expecting necessarily but they came out of the episode itself and they all occurred in the last 10 minutes of it up to which I thought this episode was flawless and mm. absolutely brilliant and this is undoubtedly far and away the best finale um double episode that we have had well e- well ever I mean I I thought I thought the first one was was uh, was oh, quite the, good. The, the you know parting the, of the ways, the parting yeah. of the parting of the ways one. I mean, it was it was it was new back then. And then after that, it just felt like every single time we've got to ramp up to this huge super duper episode. It's right. got to throw everything but the kitchen sink into it, and it's got to tie together everything that's happened in the in the series all together. And every time you think it might just pull it off it ends up just going OTT at the end. Whereas I, I, again, I felt with this one that it, it, because again, it had a, it had a lot to do. It had everything to resolve from the end of that first part. It had to pull together the the whole, the whole uh, series, deal with Bill's departure um, and sort out whatever's going on with re- regenerating doctor. And yet again, it manages to give the episode space to breathe because there are some, there are some beautiful characters. I mean, I think, I was. I, I know it's kind of, the, it's kind of slightly self-indulgently uh, the 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 whole thing with the tears of the Cyberman thing, but I was wiping away a tear for for um, the the Doctor's performance, for Bill's performance, for Michelle Gomez's performance, for for Matt Lucas's performance. For God's sake, this. This, I mean, it was just incredible. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that there aren't things in this episode that I didn't like, because there were. Um, there were moments and bits here and there that that I liked. But as a package, it it 
you know, you can you can enjoy the you can enjoy a delicious candy, but if it turns out it's got a crunchy frog in the center, um, it, it, ultimately the whole package uh, may disappoint you. Um, so, and that that is the case. I mean, yes, the performances were very nice. No, no complaints there. Um, the masters together, their fate, if you will, um, I think was the best part of the story because all this time we've been kind of wondering is Missy faking or is Missy turning? And now I think we have the answer. She was a bit of both. (laughs) Uh, She was turning. She was turning, but she was still also sneaky and conniving. She wasn't. So it it was true. But in other words, it wasn't, she was putting on probably a little, nicer than she probably underlayingly was, but at the same time, yes, she was turning. Absolutely. The doctor was getting his friend back uh, at the end, and that was done very well throughout the entire series because we know how much the doctor wants it. We we know how much he doesn't trust her. We know how much we don't trust her, and yet they were still able to sow the doubt that you couldn't tell for sure until the very end. Yeah, and then it was like, yep, that and, was, and and not and not and not just that. Because I think this is the the because we've we've sort of bitched about series arcs in the past, and you know my position's always been I like the idea of an arc, but the execution's always mostly stunk. I mean, I I did actually rather enjoy season thirty two, but. Um, we won't have that argument again. <laughs> this series arc not not only was it this great, this great double finale for me, but it was it was the best series arc because you it, it was just it was so nicely done with the, the the kind of vault thing starting off as an apparent pretext for creating a, a, a let's go back to to base at St Luke's kind of thing, and then halfway through the season you you get the rather predictable uh, reveal that yes it is missy in the box and then through the series uh, you know they go and consult missy in the lie of the land and then missy actually does a genuine good turn to to nardole and, and by extension the doctor in empress of mars and that's all kind of leading up to what we get with this moment here and then the john sim version of the master returning isn't a gimmick as I assumed it would be, because I'm really, really not a fan of kind of multi, well, right. multi-doctor, multi-time lord kind of stories. It's actually as as an examination it, of the character, the growth yeah, and the because character. It's, because it's because it, yeah, and it symbolises two aspects of, of 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 the master's personality. As, as Missy says at one point, "I'm in two minds, and I've just knocked the other one out." And you genuinely have have. In Missy, and in the performance that you've had throughout the season, you have this long-held friendship and Missy's desire to rediscover the good aspects of that. And in John Sims' Master, you have something that was kind of there in the in the episodes that RTD wrote, but it was it was kind of wrapped up in a lot of other stuff that I found rather unappealing. Oh, yeah. Well, it was partly it was partly the yeah partly the wacky stuff, but it was it was that thing of of the sim master hated the doctor so much that he refused to regenerate, mm-hmm. 
and and you get and you get that in the moments where in in his in his kind of pre-regeneration moments he kills his future self rather than see him herself go and stand with the doctor i mean it's just extraordinary ending to a 46 year story and remember that you know you say that we we've seen it here we actually did see it in series was it eight um with uh yeah series 34 in real money yeah um where where missy even though she converted all the dead people to the cybermen she did it to get her friend back i mean it was definitely a nutsy uh yeah she caught she described him as her boyfriend yeah and then was talking about trying to get him back, and and you you could look at it going well, okay, that's that's the crazy, that's the what is the meme with the the girl with the buggy eyes? That's the uh, the terrifying girlfriend or ex. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head because I'm old and I don't meme very well. But you know that's that's the crazy ex syndrome. I'm going to get you back. I'm yeah, I, I, and and you kind of look at it and go, okay, they're they're. But the glimmer is there. But it's the, the, but it's, of, it's the, know, it's the flip side the of the coin. Finally, the doctor back on. Yeah, together. Uh, but but after the kind of period of of hating the doctor, it's it's kind of it's the coming round after that. And obviously, for Time Lords, those those kinds of uh, shifts, those those moments where you kind of move on, seem to occur where you actually have to physically regenerate. But whatever. Yeah, that I works. Suppose, I suppose that's true. And 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 Sim, I, I mean, the other thing, you know, thinking about the master's story, is just how good Sim is, because for a change, we we kind of did we we we've talked about how we I think both like him as an actor, yes, but didn't like his performances in Doctor Who as the master. No, not at all. This and, one was fine. I th- and and he said something similar, which is this is not how he would like to play it. Whereas he was obviously delighted to to come back so much so that he insisted on growing a, a Delgado tribute goatee. And this is the master we should have had from him. It's 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 got the kind of suave, very um, kind gentle gentlemanly hiding a hiding the yeah wacky but deranged psychopath interior um yeah loved it yeah no this was this was a a master that we we needed in fact in a way in a way i liked it better than missy's master so well all right so there was an awful lot of the wacky in the earlier episodes with missy not this season but series eight which again, I just I don't I don't like. I, the master is cunning, sinister, dangerous, and not a prancing fool. And that's what we got out of both John Sim the whole time, and and Missy starting off. And I I didn't like that. And whereas the the Delgado master that I'm still going to take the definitive, um, charming, dangerous, scheming, but you know refined and sophisticated um sim is still a little bit more the common man here in in this story than than the than the urbane 
Delgado, but it's just a it's just a better. You can believe he's evil. You can believe he's smart. And a line's like, "See this face? This is the face that didn't listen to a word you say." Still, is is kind of a little. That's where I'm getting at the the sort of common. I, I could never picture Delgado ever saying anything like that. But no. But I no. guess I guess it, it's that it, it's hatred a- of the doctorate is still a little too strong in my mind in Sims Master. It, it seems to be that's his defining characteristic of his his master. Is like I just I really hate the doctor so much that nothing else matters. That might be a little too much since we know he wants to get out and destroy the universe too and. It's a big universe, so anyway. But um. it, it, it. I mean that part, partly that is. I mean, I think I think that is the the definition that that Moffat gives him. But when you when you look back at where he's come from and the, and the the idea, because we you know obviously we saw his he, he he the master regenerating into him, and he was I can be young if the Doctor can be young, kind of thing. So he's. He's aping Tennant, who is the most common man of of the the Doctor. Fair. The Doctor's Fair incarnations. Point. So you know that that I think is is fair enough. Um, and and the and the the line that absolutely made me hoot, and I just thought this is this is the best thing ever. This is the best thing to happen in any multi time lord story ever. Is when Missy has got him up against the pillar, and he says, oh, "Yeah, is it is it wrong that I?" <laughs> God, uh, that was very naughty. I'm glad very I didn't naughty. have to try to explain that. Well, um. I know. I, I mean, the, the, I think thinking, and I'll, I'll come to I'll come to one of my disappointments, um, which is connected with the fact I think is to do with this the fact this is a, a kids show ultimately. But thinking about what they got away with in this, because the you know there's not just that line which you can you can kind of see is going to go over the heads that it needs to go over, so that's okay. Um, but also the stabbing. Mm-hmm. What would Mary Whitehouse think? Yeah, we didn't really see it. It's just a little. Wasn't even much blood. Um, well, yeah. Well, God, well, I, I suppose again, it's the it's the it, if you know what's going on, the suggestion is pretty horrific um but you see the blade you do, i mean you do yeah. see when that blade shoots out it's it, oh, mm. well is that but, worse than blowing a hole in bill straight through her? no 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 probably not i think you know again that but then both episodes are very dark they're, they're very very dark I, I i come to my first disappointment in this episode which was so when they're on the roof dancing Mm-hmm. And Sim is asking. He's he's saying you're the next one along, and asking about how come she doesn't remember regenerating in you know mm-hmm. be, 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 because she 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 says it's hazy, and I I I guess that could be because as she says the time's out of sync because they're both in the same place, yeah. Or she could be lying. Um, either way, the immediate thought is. He's he's going to regenerate before the end of this episode. I didn't at that point twig why. I just thought the the reason why was so shocking and brilliant. But I am disappointed, and and it's an, just a small disappointment. But it would have been nice to see that regeneration. Oh, but now we they saw, can slip another one in. Well, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe. 
but I, I don't I don't see the need for it. We we because the, the, they can just move on to the next one. But we saw we saw the start of, of you know Moffat's been so careful to fill in the gaps. We we have a we have a kind of chain of of seeing most of the the regeneration maybe Trout and Pertwee not properly, but you know, and then we had that break between mm-hmm. whatever happened to McGann. Uh, to Eccleston and Moffat was so careful and so brilliantly filled that in with in fact two regenerations but here he's leaving we've, quite a lot open for the next showrunner I mean it is the end of his time so he may be just sure going, but yeah. but but you can just move on with the next master I would I would we saw the we saw regenerating into sim I would like to see sim regenerating into into Missy which we pretty much know is the sequence of it because unless she's lying that that's what she says happens and we can always have sim reappearing again because we can have him reappearing in between um, i don't know end of time and and this one because clearly many years have passed um but we have both the actors there and i i just don't know why they didn't do it whether it was uh cut for time or cut for budget because they didn't have the you know they've got to do the whoosh like make his special effect regeneration thing, they'd have to make his TARDIS. Yeah, maybe. Although you know, they could, he could get he could stagger out of the lift and regenerate in the streets on the ground. I I don't know, but they could they could have done it. And I I was itching to see a regenerate. It was also maybe it was just because of all that regeneration energy using out of they used up But I was I was itching for one budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between that and and the monk thing and yeah no. <laughs> Anyway, it's a, it's well, a small. What he meant. It's a, that's it's what, a sm- wow. What he, he said he said to Bill all that time living under the monks to her when yeah. he was talking about how strong her mind was, and I I'm I'm not kidding. I watched it twice. I I heard it twice, and both times I heard it. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? What monks? Bill never lived under any monks. It's like I've so thoroughly flushed that down the toilet in my mind that I forgot no, about not. the monks. Wow. No, no, it's not. The doctor explained that. It's it's the human mind. They they forget you know, you saw people walking past the statue and they didn't know what it was. It, was it's just your fl- it's your flimsy human mind. Sorry about that. It was a it was a wink it was a wink to Moffat's uh, thing. You're gonna forget this story because of how bad it was. Um anyway. Yeah. Um Okay. I think we agree the master story is the highlight of this. Um, the Cybermen, particularly in this episode, were not just wasted; they were they were eviscerated. In my, oh, you know, there's a scene. There's a scene in this episode that I think sums it up beautifully. There's a scene where you see a Mondasian Cyberman and a new generation Cyberman walking through a misty, smoky forest. And the Mondasian Cyberman is kind of ambling along in that sort of, I was a human, I'm sort of still a hospital patient kind of way. And next to it is the new model going chomp, 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 chomp. And I'm like, way to show just how horridly awful the new Cybermen are. How dull, disinteresting, and not at all scary. Whereas that Mondasian Cyberman walking through there is creepy. Even at this moment, ambling through the forest, he's creepy. And the Mondasian is like a toy 
a little plastic toy that's not remotely terrifying. And and they just uh, partially ruined this episode by putting those Cybermen in. I I I kind of I get where you're coming from with that because when I saw the trailer for this one I thought, oh they they had to put the news the new series Cybermen in it. I, I it it just seemed to me completely gratuitous mm-hmm. and I thought, well, you know, it is that because they didn't have the budget to make enough Mondasian ones or whatever? Um, actually, if I if I was being picky about this, the, the chomp 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 complaint would be that they add it to the Mondasian Cybermen a little bit. when it's not a clear that they would actually make a noise like that. But they it, did but that it, a bit. I I actually thought when this was realised. The time, the way they used the time dilation thing to explain the the new the new Cybermen made perfect sense to me. And then the fact that you had because you'd had these these um, early versions of Cybermen and the patients who could be held off with guns, and you needed a new threat level, that made sense to me in story terms. The only the only niggle with it, I think, is that they they kept the Mondasian Cybermen around at that point, right? Because they I would. Gone. They should have all been upgraded to the to the new version of the Cybermen. It wouldn't have affected the story in any way. It would have possibly meant they didn't have enough Cybermen costumes. Well, but okay, uh, so they, they were able to kill or mostly kill the proto Cybermen, the, the yeah. Scarecrows, which it was unclear to me why they were stringing them up as Scarecrows. But okay, um, although crows, Scarecrows, crows keep away the the Raven, the crow. See, it's still there. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're not stretching at all there. I, I'm not the one that put the gratuitous scarecrow in, uh, thing in there. But anyway, they were able to keep them at bay with the guns. They were not able to keep the Mondasian Cybermen at bay with the guns. Be- as witnessed by, what's her name, shooting Bill dead on four or five times when Bill walked into the room. So mm, Fair point. The Mondasians were definitely more bulletproof than, so the threat level had gone up. Because they'd never seen a Mondasian Cyberman before. They'd just seen the proto ones. Fair they point. didn't need them. I think it's well, because they except had a CGI I still, I still like the time, in the time dilation. I think they just had a CGI one and they needed, well, we need a whole bunch of them going chomp, 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 chomp through wood. So we either have to CGI in the more human ones, which is probably more difficult to, to make look realistic, or the plastic toy models, the Iron Man version. So... Yeah, I, I, I really, 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 really wish they would have just stuck with the Mondasian Cybermen um, and used clever camera techniques to make it look like they had more, more than they did. But yeah, that one was a big disappointment. And and like I say, that one scene in particular, it just it it just draws it to me, drew it in the the ambling, almost zombie like. In fact, I think doesn't Missy or the Master make some comment about that, that that's them ambling through the afterlife, uh, corpse, reanimated corpses or something. There's a sort of zombie-like aspect to the, the Mondasians that's not there to the, the, the later models. Um, and I think that's more horrific. They are dead bodies. They are reanimated dead bodies, just sort of. I, 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 I'm, I'm, certainly, I'm certainly not going to quarrel that the Mondasian Cybermen are superior. It's, it's just... At this point, the story is, isn't about the Cybermen anymore. It's about no, it's a threat, and it's about the, the, the humans uh, and 
it's about the human's de- defense against that threat and their and their response to it and it's also about the the you know the because it's it's this kind of um it's this classic western thing i guess really of of you know it's a base under siege story in the in the western style where you have the as it were the the, the gunslingers who are not necessarily friends who are definitely not friends the the doctor and and the masters um but they have to work together against a threat to them all mm-hmm. and so it doesn't really matter what the threat is i mean obviously it's going to be cybermen in, in some form but whether it's it, it just needs to be sufficiently severe i think and so that i mean that's why i felt having the arm and cybermen coming along was fine but I, di- I would have preferred the thing i think we can agree on is they shouldn't have been side by side yeah um what did you think in, in acting not with side not because i'm sure the acting the acting was fine i'll i'll state that up front but what did you think of the doctor's speech to the masters about please stand by me oh yeah i loved that i loved it so so many good lines in this, but I, the I do what I do because it's right, it's decent, and above all, it's kind. This has been a real series for giving the Doctor big, stirring speeches, I have to say. I, I thought that was the least of his big, stirring speeches. I, I, and I, I can't tell you why. I mean, it's nice to have the Doctor come out and say it, that he's just doing it because it's, it's right, or he thinks it's decent. Um, I, I, I don't know how he was expecting to win over the masters that way though it didn't seem like the right speech at the right time and the fact that it moved missy kind of didn't work for me um oh no i would i would i i don't the powerful bit was you're going to die too someday what will that be like have you thought about it to me you can't you can't not respond in some way to that and actually the the response because obviously part of it part of the, the the kind of drama of it is having it then broken by sim doing his comedy look at this face thing mm. but even that i'm thinking actually he did listen to it you could see because i mean part of it, i mean again this is a another rachel Salali directed episode and she's done a lot of the finales and she's terribly good and a, a lot of the power in this speech is you see the reaction from the masters and yes he is definitely listening to it and at some level my mind is thinking not only is he listening to it but that's then sat in his subconscious for decades if not centuries is that before he's listening he's listening to it again as missy is that what defined his uh his regeneration into missy it could be it could be because that's the most recent thing he's heard because it's and, like and, a, and, and, and for her, a Cockney accent. Yes, yes, exactly. That 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 you are, your regeneration is influenced by your environment and your surroundings, and that that's what he's just heard. And so that so then there's, there's the there is the effect on uh, his immediate regeneration. It's then sat at the back of her mind once she has has regenerated, but. She's off doing all sorts of other nasty things. The then master there is this... of reproachment. He's regenerated into the version that needs to be there to achieve reproachment with the doctor, which yes. includes adding in that piece of 
not quite sexual tension, but yeah, between them. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's but what it, I but, need well, to be but it's, to, it's, to it's, get there. It's it's wanting the yeah. It's 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 not. I don't think it's sexual, but it there is a real deep connection between them that you can see. There's always a connection between the characters, but it's it's more than ever obvious the strength of the kind of friendship that they once had you know in times uh, mm. earlier than 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 Delgado and Pertwee oh speaking but, of oh, go, ahead. go ahead well i was i was just going to say you 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 have you have that going on and then and then missy missy has been taken back onto the the path of going around creating mayhem and destruction and then she's reminded of that speech because she has to listen to it again. Yeah. In fact, it must be, it has to be in her subconscious, subconscious, if she doesn't remember all the events that happened when the two of them were together. Were together. So it, 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 it's not even in her conscious mind until she hears it then for a second time. And you can, and you can, and it, it's lovely that thing of saying, you know, I just want us to stand together. Isn't that what you want? And she, and she's yes, more than anything, but, no, and what what you've talked about that thing of how um, how in this series it's been a, a question for the viewer whether Missy is genuine in her rehabilitation or not, and it's not been obvious. And then earlier in this episode, you on the roof, you have her saying, I, "I I've been with you all along. I was just pretending." And he says, "Did you mean that?" And she says, "Don't spoil the moment." And you're still not you're still right. not sure about it. And that and that that kind of caps it all. That that moment where she's like, "Yeah, I I totally want to believe that," but but also I can't. And then and then you know minutes later, it 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 wins her over, and she decides to go back. <sighs> so uh, talking on the memory thing, something that that came to came to mind just a second ago. Um, we they very explicitly we had this a little bit in the day of the doctor we had this um, we didn't have this in time crash but we won't take that as canon <laughs> the, oh yes the Doctor the aspect, Who friends best friend is the selective canon the selective canon yeah. or the you know the three doctors the five doctors the doctors don't seem to remember the two doctors two doctors they just don't seem to remember when they meet and and um, it's you know, it's kind of pointed out in Day of the Doctor where, I forget whether it's the War Doctor, I guess it's the War Doctor saying, I won't remember any of this, will I? Nope. Yeah. See, only the Doctor, the most advanced Doctor can remember it. Okay, fine. So yeah. Moffat has Moffat taken fixing as, things again. Yep. And so Moffat has taken that a step further here, and he's explicitly explained it. It's like, you can't retain these memories because if you do, then you'll change the future and then this can't happen. And okay, that's fine. I will accept that. Okay, that, that makes perfect sense why she can't remember happening and she can't remember the regeneration. All of it works fine for me, except the fact it really irritates me that they've basically given the doctor a similar case of sort of not amnesia about this event, but we get to that whole part where they're saying, yeah, I think he was a man, I don't remember. These things are, you know, it was a long time ago. And, and we've had that quite a lot throughout this season that Capaldi's doctor doesn't remember his past a lot. There's, there's a, a lot of that lost and we have no excuse for that. Well, that's just, uh, no, that's just, that's just normal old age. God, don't you ever get that? 
Well, I get that all the time, but I'm not a time lord that can remember all the stuff that the doctor can, who still has a mind full of a staggering amount of information. And oh god, yeah, but I mean, I I I forget what um, I had for lunch. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I forget what I had for lunch. I forget the names of people I've just been introduced to. Blimey, I forget the names of people I've known for ages and ages. I still bloody well remember every episode title from season four of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Of course, your mind's full of useless rubbish. But if if memory worked properly, then, you know. I just feel like there's something going on here with this. that And, and I'm hoping it's not just to make a point about gender politics and that there's something else going on. Um, with uh, Maybe it's because he bumps into the first Doctor at the end of the episode. I don't know. But I just... I, I kind of don't like the fact that they can put the doctor's memory on a pedestal which i don't like i've never liked that i you know starting from the moment we had um world war three and they're sort of like naming things off and he's like okay narrowing it down to 16 bazillion planets and okay got it down things and narrowing it down give me something else they don't like pickle juice right rexacorical falpatorius it's like his mind is so amazing in the new series. Well, Whereas amazing in, in the sense of he'd be good on a pub quiz team, but I'm, you know, the point remains. facts and figures and being able to use them or, or Matt Smith's doctor being able to recall a sequence down to the point in 11th hour where, you know, he can go through, um, you know, exactly what was happening in a room that he was at before. And yet somehow we've also got the, yeah, I don't really remember what, I was like, I think I was. I don't remember. I'm just kind of, you know, maybe I was the, a guy. The, I don't know. I, maybe I was a, a woman. There's a whole different thing about recording, about recalling facts and figures that is is stuff you're... There, there is you're, a whole different you're thing. You're basically taking on established but, stuff, and it's your and it's your own your own recollections of, um, you know, what what was the weather like last Tuesday or or that kind of thing. I would expect it's, this doctor to know that, and that's the whole point. Well, I don't know. I, th- I, I mean... Based on what they've n- done. N- none, of the, none of this is as daft as the things that the Eighth Doctor remembers. But anyway, I think, I th- I think the point about it... What, there's a the twofold point about it. it was one, there is some, there's a comment he makes to, to Bill about um, being a much more enlightened civilization. But more importantly... That is there for people who don't know anything about the Doctor and the Master's history, so that he can explain that he that he is an old friend, and it's just saying it was a long time ago because it, it's it, you know the Doctor is this this old old person and the Master he has known since he was very very young. But, but there have been other instances where the where they've made a point this year about I can't call any to mind, but the Doctor just kind of has <laughs> I this. Think that proves my point. Again, not my life. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, uh, there's a you can't, difference. You can't remember what happened in this season of Doctor Who, and you haven't even regenerated. I can't remember what happened. Some things, I can't remember the monks. I admit it. I put them out of my head. But at the same time, there are, there are things that are indelibly there and about yourself. And we can argue about whether or not the the time lord mind works like the human mind with regards to recall but because it doesn't seem to in the time lord it seems to work properly whereas we know it doesn't in humans because we but, but anyway i 
I just, I kind of <clears throat> wish they would pick a track and go with it and, and stay there. And I, I do like the explanation that the time sink causes you to be unable to retain memories. But Yeah. All right. Um, I, I dig that. Have we got anything else? Um, we said goodbye to Nardole, I think, forever there. Yeah. Again, it's... So I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick, I'm going to use this as a jumping off point for picking on my second disappointment in this episode. Okay. Um, I, I get, so we're into the last 10 minutes and wow. I mean, it's, it's really, really dark because obviously, as you said in the recap, the doctor and Bill are on a, on a suicide mission. Bill has been converted and that, you know, and, and that, that occurred in, in, uh, World, world enough, enough in time. time bill bill was converted and that in it well bill died yeah and then bill was converted and that was pretty dark and horrific but it was powerful and it was it was what made the story powerful and i just got a feeling if i did not want this to be reversed because mm-hmm. it would undermine the power of that story mm-hmm. and then in this episode you had this this um because for, for, for about ten minutes, it's basically last episode continues. You're still da- you're still down on the, the the ground floor, but you've got all this lovely stuff going on with with you know basically the two masters being evil, and that's delivering on the the, the promise from the the climax of World Enough and Time, and all that's fine. But there, but then you then you hit a point where the episode shifts gear, and you get this two weeks later mm-hmm. kind of caption the kind of thing i normally i hate this works really well and in particular works because bill has been asleep for two weeks we don't know what's happened and we see her waking up in the barn and then you get all that stuff about her realizing that she is a cyberman and it's and it's obviously filmed with so that we actually have pearl mackie rather than bill potts as played by nick briggs don't like that but okay (laughs) i I understand why they did it but i I thought it was excellent because you in order to understand her perception of it you need to see her and the only the the only way she can convey that is by us being able to see her see see her face in particular but actually her whole the the brilliant thing is when when um samantha spyro brings in the whatever it is she brings in i forget now Ah, but it's blankets not important because what matters is blankets. that is that hmm? the blankets Blanket. that yeah that for was for the Cybermen. She she moves over to the blankets and picks them up and she walks like a Cyberman. It it's it's just a really nice kind of detail to it. And then you get the stuff with the mirror and the stuff with the shadows and all these kind of all these kind of things of the realization. So again, I think you know you, we, we've had the actual horror of it happening in World Enough and Time. We've then got the experience that Bill has of realizing what has become of her, and the the scene where she says to the doctor, "I don't want to live if I can't be me anymore." Mm-hmm. And so my my disappointment is that that ending is is the kind of um, Moffat's fairy wand of saying mm. we we discussed how difficult yeah. it is for the companion to leave, and the thing I think that needs to happen. I, ca- I can't see any other dramatically satisfying way, not that I wish any ill on her, but any but any other dramatically satisfying way than than Bill's death yep. in this. 
But Moffat comes in and does exactly the same thing that he did with Clara, who also had a dramatically unnecessary, satisfying conclusion to her story, which he undoes by having then a companion from earlier in the series turn up and whisk her away so that not only does she get to to live, but also you've got a... Uh, and, and, and she leaves the Doctor for some reason. OK, this time she thinks he's dead. But she still gets to travel round the universe as if she was with the Doctor, except she's yep. with some Doctor... Wet Heather. Yeah, some Doctor substitute. They, it, in a way, it's it's like RTD did with Rose's cardboard cutout Doctor. It's, it's, it's a cheat. It's a terrible, it's terrible only, cheat. Yeah, it is. And, and So that was disappointing. I, and I obviously tell in my recap that I, I detested yes. that. I, yeah. Again, I understand why I, I did that. it, but I don't, I don't like it. And I would have – but to kind of back to the portraying Bill as Bill as opposed to Bill as the Cyberman, I, like I said, I get it. I mean there's, there's practical reasons. It's cheaper. There's dramatic reasons. No, no. We get a chance to actually see Pearl Mackie as emote and perform in her final appearance. I I I get that. Um, there's uh, be able to have a stills of uh, the episode and show that Pearl Mackie is still in it, so that people won't be spoiled. There's you know there's a, a hundred there's a hundred reasons why I get that they did that. And even to confuse the audience is fine in the part of the episode because when she wakes up in the barn two weeks later, the first thought is the, the doctor's, doctor's done, done something. It. The yeah. doctor's done something. You think that you go maybe there's hope, and then that hope gets crushed. But the which is brilliant when the doctor comes in and he explains it to her and finally convinces her that she is a Cyberman. At that point, I think dramatically it would make more sense to portray her as a Cyberman from that point forward. Because at that point we know she's slipping. I don't she's think you're away. completely wrong about that. I don't think I. I, I think I, I can see. I can see where you're coming from. But on balance, I still think it it makes more sense given the scenario, which is that she ha- has managed to overcome the the cyber programming. That when when we are engaged in in a scene where we're seeing things from her perspective, we see her rather than see what the other characters see i don't know they were consistent with that though either i mean there were scenes where i I didn't catch any obvious uh obvious pattern to when we were seeing her as her and when we were seeing her as a cyberman we mostly see her her as her except when the master comes along we see it from the master's perspective which is obviously he sees her as a cyberman and then the scene where the Cybermen are coming up from below and the the uh, Cyberman is about to come out of the lift and she's going to step forward and, and angry him to death. And we need to know that she's she's um she's, you know, the Cyberman with the with the weapon at that point. So that that makes sense to me. Though I will say I think one of the really powerful moments when in the barn when you do get a lot of cross-cutting between Cyberman Bill and Bill Bill is the bit where she shoots the door out as Bill where she's you know right up to that moment she's thinking of herself as Bill Potts and this gun fires on the top of her head hmm hmm well maybe someday I'll watch it again and and see if I can 
if I can genuinely see uh, a pattern to to doing it. Like if she's in the room alone with a doctor, or is it is it when her own identity is slipping, it's, or is it it's, it it's it's when we need to see the scene from her perspective? I think maybe. Maybe the re- the reason that that uh, your po- your your farewell to Nardole put me in mind of that is that in one sense the Nardole ending is a kind of happy ending for Nardole because he's got his love interest yeah and and I I do think Samantha Spiro is great it's such a pivotal role it's that she plays in this Cyberman will come up and kill them all well this is my point this is my point it looks like a happy ending and it's deeply deeply dark because as the master has explained they're not going to survive they are you know they're they're just on a and as the doctor admits in the in the speech that i that i liked it, it it's it's just an attempt to eke out a, a, a little bit more time for a few of the people who are ultimately all doomed so Nardole is going to die um hasran's going to die all the kids are going to die it's dark, but yeah, Nardole's going to die a, alone a, because they're going to convert all the others. Yeah, not him. I guess so. Yeah, unless they unless they, unless they kill him trying to get them. But yeah. um, I, there is there is no happy ending for him. The doctor's not going to come back for him because he'll forget about him for some reason. What about the line uh, where he asks, um, "Ask yourself which one of us is stronger," and then Nardole kind of like agrees to go along and protect. Yeah. The kids. How did you take that? Is Nardole the stronger? No. Is that... I I mean, that's the obvious answer, is that Nardole is admitting that the Doctor is a better chance of surviving it. But at the same time, I, I because they don't explicitly state it, and you could kind of say, well, maybe he has to be stronger to to go on, whereas the Doctor is quitting and giving up. And, th- and this is about the Doctor quitting and giving up, because he's fighting off when the, the Cybermen are basically killing him at the end just before he sets the the detonation off he stops his regeneration there no i'm not going to regenerate i'm just going to die he he's been quitting no 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 i no, think no, so no 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 i think that's exactly what he did there in that no. last moment no i'm i'm going to come back to that i'm pretty sure he doesn't um i i i don't i don't think at this po- at the point you're talking about where nardol where he where he asks Nardole the question that he's given up, I th- and and I think, I think the fact that Nardole acknowledges it is that they're both recognizing that it's it's the Doctor. But the Doctor then goes goes off and tries to stop the Masters from leaving and says, "I'm going to die doing this." Yes, but he's going to die doing it. He so, he doesn't he buying doesn't, them just a little he, time. Yeah, yeah, but he's he. He's he's willing to give his life to do to do it. That's not that's not giving up. The giving up would be running away. I think. No, I think no. I mean, when I say that the doctor is is suicidal, I, I no. He is he is genuinely planning to die, die, not die, regenerate, die. That's I no. Think I think I think he's not he's not necessarily expecting to be able to regenerate. But uh, we we come on to the regeneration. I'm just going to say the other thing on Nardole is that I mean that scene is a lovely scene where where the, you know the Doctor asks him that question and he comes to that realization. But the the killer moment for me in that was where he stops in the doorway and says, you, "You're wrong, you know. 
I will, I will never find the words. Right. And it's a good line. That, that and, it's, and it's a beautiful delivery. So as a farewell to the Doctor, it's one of the more probably realistic ones. You know, that yeah. there's, there's genuine, genuine sadness there. Yeah, and it and it and it builds up this this sense that we have going through this episode of how um, because we've we've had ep- we had episodes where the whole universe is at stake, and that isn't the case here. It's you know it's just well one floor of spaceship, um, but you know it's it's a lot of the people that we care about who are sooner or later they're all going to die. You know, even as even as Nardole leads them away, we know at some point the Cybermen are going to catch up with him. And and now we have this sense that, that Bill and the Doctor have been left on there and there's no way they're going to get out of it. It's what... To, if, if this was an episode where the Doctor did regenerate, it would be my favourite regeneration episode because it, it doesn't have the kind of end-of-time self-indulgent feel of it. And it does absolutely have that thing that I think is 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 crucial to the best of them, whether it's you know the the, the fifth doctor's regeneration on Andrazani or whether it's it's the 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 ninth doctor's regeneration, that they are sacrificing themselves for their friends. And that that is what he is doing as he as he takes on all the Cybermen. Mm. But the question is and I I think your thing your you think he's suicidal because he says, "Let it go, time yeah. enough." Yeah, time enough. But I don't I understand what that means. He's starting to regenerate, but he hasn't done what he needs to do, which is blow out the whole floor to kill all the Cybermen. If he doesn't do that, then it, he, he's he's let everyone down. He's failed everyone, and although he's just been shot twice by a Cyberman. Mm-hmm. He'd already started regenerating before that. Yes. Yes, he's been leaking regeneration for a long time. Well, we don't know. Do we know how long? Because you you called this in Lie of the Land, which... Uh, yeah, I you said You said he was going to suppress a regeneration, and maybe he was suppressing a regeneration. Was the regeneration energy we saw in Lie of the Land, was that real regeneration energy? Or was there some type... Because in this, he's leaking regeneration energy after he has been injured because he was... Well, I, I get because he's limping in the barn two weeks right. after when he was struck. When they electrocuted him on the rooftop. Right. So is that is that what's causing him to regenerate? Or is it something prior to that and he's actually been suppressing it for a lot longer? And when he says, let it go, time enough, he's it means he's not trying to stop himself regenerating anymore he's he's allowing himself to as yeah. as he puts it become somebody else i can't i can't i can't keep on being somebody else but he he is going to be somebody else well yeah but then he does that he's doing that later after the the problem has been solved and he's back into the tardis and he's bouncing around quoting lines from prior doctors regenerations um yeah, and and then he's like, "No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not regenerating." And at that point, I think he's trying to pull a David Tennant. I well, think he's yes. trying to. I'm trying to. You know, I don't want to. But what I'm suggesting I can't is keep he's, doing that. I'm so weary of this. I can't. What I'm suggesting changing. is he's been doing that for some time, and he he's been holding it back for for we don't know how long. Maybe two weeks. Maybe or long. maybe more than two weeks. 
but I'm I'm going with at least two weeks. He's been holding it back. He's oh, obviously right. he's obviously been injured by the Cybermen. He's then been blown up mm-hmm. in a fairly monumental explosion. So at this point, it's kind of understandable that his ability to hold back the regeneration, you know, is is probably is probably no longer strong enough. Okay, the, actually, the, bit of snow maybe it is. Let, let's um, let's let's peek forward then. The first Doctor. Ooh. Where do you think we're intercepting him? I mean, obviously, the, mm, the, South the implication Pole. is South, South Pole, Pole, 1986. 1986. And that the implication is that that's the point where he left Ben and Polly behind and went back to the TARDIS yeah. to regenerate. Moffat, who likes fixing things, is going to fix the first re- Doctor's regeneration, which appears to be just Hartnell wearing out. I, but, but his line... His lines. No, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change. Or whatever he's saying. He's he's m- mimicking what Capaldi is saying. Yes. I'm not going to do it. And I, you know, obviously that's going to play a key component in the the Christmas special. Yes. Uh, no doubt. I guess coming to the realization that you just have to let it go and and move on. But I I wonder yeah. if that's part of you know, and maybe Capaldi's had, like Hartnell, had just worn out. I mean, he's had it for a long time. We don't know how long um, because of the way they structure the episodes now. He could be, he could have lived another 10,000 years for all we know. And, uh, you know, maybe this one's just worn out. I was hoping. Yeah, or, or, the, or John Hurt. I, I was hoping. I was genuinely hoping. That if Moffat was going to fix the Tenth Planet, that he would fix Episode Three of the Tenth Planet. That he would somehow intercept I can't it that. Well, enough. well, that's because that's the episode that that you mean where where Hartnell's not in it. Correct. Yeah. No, I'm sure that is that's what that's where we that's where he goes off. Ben and Polly think he's he's having a little lie down. In actual fact, he's off having an adventure with Twelve. Okay, so that's what I was hoping for but it feels to me like this is the scene where he's left them at the end after he got them out of the cybership or got Polly out of the cybership and goes back and falls down on the floor which was obviously at the end of episode 4 I guess we'll find out at Christmas but um, (laughs) I don't don't know I don't know Um, a bit I feel I feel Okay, uh, this is this is my third disappointment with this episode, um, and it's the biggest one because this thing is going to bug me for six months. I have some faith that if Moffat wants to fix the tenth planet, if that's what he actually does, then he can probably do a pretty good job of it because he's fixed John Sims' master and he's fixed the genocidal Time War Doctor, and he's. Uh, Fixed mm-hmm. the eighth Doctor's, and he's fixed all sorts of things, you know, in Doctor Twelve Who. Regeneration limits, yep, uh, yeah, all that stuff. And also, this is going to be Moffat's last episode of Doctor Who. And for my money, although uh, you know there are other there are other writers who have re- written really really brilliant episodes, just for just for the number of episodes that I've loved, Moffat is one of my favorite doctor who writers and and it's and we've just had six series of knowing we're going to get several moffat episodes and now we're not going to get any more 
and I've and I've been savouring the last two, and thank goodness they were so great. And this is going to be the last one, and I hate recasting, ah, and it's yes. a particular bugbear of mine. And whatever you whatever you do with it, I'm not going to be able to get past it. And so, you, you know, you have Solomon from Dinosaurs in the spaceship wandering up out of the the snow. Um, saying oh no you you may be a doctor but i am the doctor the original you might say and i can all i can is all i can think is no you you couldn't possibly say that you're not the original well that line isn't isn't even that isn't even a william hartnell's line that's richard herndall's line that line came from the fake replacement already yeah so he's not even the second actor to play the first doctor he's not even as it happens the third actor to play the first doctor on television so in no sense is he the original anyway um yeah well i guess so I see what my, all, all i well we we'll see it christmas but i can tell you it's going to however brilliant the story is it's going to bug me personally because i just have i just have this thing that i cannot get over which is the disrespect in recasting someone and the whole point about the way doctor who works is that it doesn't re- doesn't require recasting it never it never re- requires recasting if it did why would why would 12 be regenerating now why would we have the war doctor why didn't he just recast we would just have someone else come in and play christopher eccleston's part it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. And the best thing I can hope is that there will be almost no... De- and also, how disrespectful is this to Peter Capaldi, whose final episode this is, that instead of being the Doctor in his final episode, except for the last five minutes when right. whoever turns up, please not Chris Marshall. Chris um, Marshall, yeah. yeah but, um, that, that he isn't actually going to be the Doctor in that episode. Yeah. And, and I, well, I hate multi-Doctor stories anyway we've it's only been four years since the last one which i'll admit was actually a very good one but well we're uh we are running really long <laughs> gonna leave yeah that well i knew word. i knew th- i knew this was going to take a long time and you know i could i could do another couple of hours on this this two-parter but uh i'll spare everyone ah well thank you simon for joining me an absolute pleasure as always and listeners i do hope you'll join us all again next time I'm Fusion Patrol. Fusion Patrol is a Lone Locust production. Like us? Please consider becoming our sponsor at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Stop by and visit us at our website, fusionpatrol.com. Search for us on Facebook under Fusion Patrol. Check out our Twitter handle at Fusion Patrol. Or just send us an email at feedback at fusionpatrol.com. Please come join the conversation. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf.